All right, welcome to episode 13 of the Seemingly Unknown podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're still here, you're still here. Uh, wow, what's wrong with all of us? 13 episodes? 13 episodes, dude, right? How many months is that? We started, right before, we started right before Valentine's Day, I think, like a couple Four, weeks before. That's at least three months, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. We've been, we've been Time flies when you're talking bullshit. Yeah, when <laughs> time flies when you're just when you're talking about nothing and everything nothing. all at the same time. I was driving, uh, I was driving on my way back home today. I ran out and did some Mother's Day stuff. Um, got my mom some. There's this there's this place here called Denstals. It's like a, it's kind of like Kilwins, John. That me and you always go to, like okay, a, a yeah, homemade like chocolate and stuff. But they do these like these world famous like chocolate covered strawberries. Ooh. And that's my mom's favorite. So I went and got my mom some of those today and I haven't given it to her yet. I just got like a little freaked out. Then I realized that this doesn't air till Wednesday. What but I, I mean, with, what if with I give it to her Thursday said. though? <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Happy Mother's Day. Shout out to all, all your all mamas out there. Have, we're all here. So thank you for our dads just unloading inside of you. We really Yo, appreciate man. that. I love that dudes just be posting their moms all willy nilly. And sometimes they have fine moms. Dangerous, like, no, bro. Instagram is <laughs> dangerous for that. Uh, What's anyway. crazy is that <laughs> we always joke about we always joke about like the cards and holidays and stuff like that. But I find it so fascinating that th- there's one day where everyone posts a picture of their mother and wife, and I get it. Or but where are these where are these same nice posts uh, the day after Thanksgiving? Oh, where you guys weren't in a weren't in a fight in front of your family? Like where are these? Bro. Where's the love for the wife? You're out. Want. I, mean, I, sh- I show love my wife here. My wife, here's the thing. My wife does not like me posting her on social media. So she is like, uh, she's like opposite of like a band guy wife. Like she doesn't, all of her stuff's private. She doesn't want anybody following her. She doesn't her. want people. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, she's just private, man. She doesn't, dude, she doesn't want anything to do with any of this, which is great. Um, so anyway, I got my mom the chocolates. Uh, speaking of moms on the, on the way home there, I was driving by and I saw, um, I don't, it was like, in a, like a, we were leaving like the, uh, whatever the, Shopping center, Dollar General. Yep, duh. Uh, we were leaving the Dollar, Dollar General where I got those chocolate covered strawberries. <laughs> um, and there was a there was a pregnant lady sitting there with her other two kids, just ripping cigarettes. And I was like, "You are." I literally wanted to. If the kids weren't in the way and there wasn't a baby, I wanted to run over with my car. Uh, take the so, like I I, I wanted ooh. to murder her in the worst way and just like la- like la- I'm like what are you doing you shit human garbage monster just just what, I mean creature. What, what if the cigarettes are therapy cigarettes though? Oh, like uh yeah yeah like therapy dogs. Stop That's it. Fair. Yes. What if they're just that's fair. not fair. That's not a real thing. What if it's uh, what uh, if, you what if she just, like a green? You're yeah. like, yeah, that's fair. No, she was, she was actually just uh, they they do this thing called retro. It's you know, vaping's been so big. They do this thing called retro vaping now, where it just What's it's that? Uh, no, I'm just I was making something oh. up to be stupid. I was like, no, they don't. I've not heard of that. They brought this. back vinyl and cassettes now, they're just bringing back real cigarettes. I got into it, like it's been gone. Yeah, like it's well, been isn't, gone. Is it, aren't they trying to cancel menthols? Is that been the news lately? Can, this is cancel culture. I can support this. Smoking is disgusting. I think, uh, I think they're trying to push menthol out of the industry. I think they should just cancel all people who smoke cigarettes. At this point, it's like everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, vaping's bad for you, too. Like, motherfucker, it's not as bad for you. I guarantee you. I'm sure there's natural ways to smoke like tobacco that are like way healthier. 
But like, no, see, like, a lot yeah. of people are like, oh, it's a habit. It's the habit thing. I'm like, well, I mean, it's a habit thing. Like, are prostitutions having the same thing? Like, what are you doing to help them get off the dick? You know, therapy uh, prostitution. Therapy prostitution. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I listen, I listen. I, I think prostitution <laughs> should be legal. I, I it, but like, what is that? What is what is that? How is it like? I think anything that doesn't affect someone else. You know what I mean? Like if you, dude, if it's your body, you're doing yeah. whatever, like do whatever. I don't care what you do. Like the fact that like prostitution is illegal is like the dumb. Anyway, I wanted to run over this lady. That was, that was, that's not <laughs> happy, a, mother's happy, happy mother's day. Happy mother's day. To, uh, <laughs> happy mother's day to every mother, except for that fucking lady. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you mentioned the Killwins. Remember that this is this. Okay. So to go back to, I think episode one or two, where we talk about the crawfish where you destroyed that guy's jacket or whatever. It was a shrimp. Uh, this it was, was also, shrimp, but okay. This was the same night we walked literally what felt like 10 hours getting looking for that Killwoods milkshake before we had the crawfish or the oh. shrimp. But we get into the Killwoods, we literally walked through a cheer squad. Like they're doing these chants. It was the most <laughs> ridiculous stuff. It's like a bachelor party, bachelorette party or something, wasn't it? Good God, man. Every we time. walked nine miles that day. Right. It's a good day. We, uh, we a lot of day off walking. Uh I went to the zoo the other day. This is the first thing I had to bring up. I don't know if you guys have this near you, but there's so I don't live out there anymore where my old house was is a it, well it got it got annexed right when I bought it, but it was originally in a place called Germantown, which is like Germantown's actually uh German for it means rich white people. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't so, speak German, so that makes sense. A lot That's of where, uh, they, where they actively burn books still. Yeah, one hundred percent in bras too. Um, they uh, we were so a lot of Germantown moms. And I'm, I'm sure this happens everywhere. This I'm just speaking locally on this front, dude. Moms who put their kids in like gingham and like smocks. Do you know what I'm talking about? I like don't know sailor smocks. clothes. What like, the hell are you talking about? Okay, it's like a. It looks like a damn a full size diaper with like a collar on it, like it look. They look like pilgrim clothes. Let me get. And this is something that rich people do, dude. It is the what worst. The it is the worst fashion thing <sighs> I've ever. There we were at the zoo the other day, and there were two little boys, and I'm like, "What are you doing to these little boys?" They had like a. It looked like it was like a one piece. The, by the way, the kid wasn't. Eight months old. He was like four. He was 14. Yeah, yeah. He was 14. And he had this one piece on and it looked really weird. Right. And he was still nursing. It was crazy. Uh, no, <laughs> I'll have to send you guys pictures. I'll send Justin pictures. But it's like it's like a smock, dude. It's the worst fashion What were thing. the parents wearing? Describe the parents. The parents look normal. I'm like, you oh, so like, like normal. What do you mean normal? Like they're wearing UGG boots with no, like, dude, they were like, 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 so like when golf I was shorts or what? So when I was growing up. My my cousins on my dad's side I had these three girl cousins and they were Pentecostal and they wore the oh, same gotcha. denim skirts. You know, what I mean ankle ankle long denim skirts and they always went to the bathroom together and it always freaked me out. And so it wasn't they weren't like it, they weren't this this is not like a religious thing like you're supposed to like this is just a like I like there's a person who thinks that is a good look, dude. It looks hold on I gotta I gotta on the right guy though I, I can't. Shut up. You're such an idiot. Uh, hold on. I'm going to look it up right now. Look at G. Oh, Jorts and a... Damn it. Hulk Hogan so, feather bow. Uh, John, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, well, this weekend, 
obviously with Mother's Day, I got we got a bunch of flowers for the garden, so I actually helped her plant some stuff. And uh, you. uh what did I do Friday night? Friday, oh, last night I had a bonfire. I burned a bunch of leaves, sticks, and shit that fell uh, through the winter. So I had a bonfire by myself. Just I didn't even bring my phone out. I just sat out there and just contemplated. I had contemplated a, jumping in. I had I had a I cider. contemplated. I wonder what he was saying. I contemplated. <laughs> I contemplated. I what? contemplated soaking myself in gasoline and reenacting the uh, scene in uh, Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, uh, where I'm on that pyre. Uh, but no, it's just actually a cool, relaxing day. And then this whole week before, gearing up for Smith and Myers and all the promoters and seats opening up and venues get bigger. So it's all, it's really cool how everything the last year and a half is really starting to kind of open up. And here we are. I'm also oh, yeah. getting ready for Smith and Myers. If you can't tell by this mess behind me. I just texted you guys a picture of the of like almost kind of the exact outfit I was talking about. By the way, I'll send it to Jr. too, and he can put it. Oh God! Why would you put any child, girl Ollie? or Is boy? That yeah, that's Ollie. This, now, all right, hold on. I'm gonna that say kid that. looks like this the kid lo- from Problem Child, this, dude. This oh. looks like a rich white person thing to do. One hundred percent. This is a rich white person. I dude. especially. I feel in the South, dude. Not even middle class. No, bro. I bet up where John lives. That's yeah, like, true. This is like conquered, like like uh, the dude, like Nantucket area. Oh yeah. my god, dude! I bet every yeah. kid looks like that, and then they wonder like why their kid grows up and hates them and like does drugs, right? Like this, that's that why, child dude. probably conceived at Gettysburg or like the battlefield. Where Bro, it's like, yeah. that's why your kid doesn't like you, man. You their college like fund that. is already there, right? Like, he is a puritan, yeah, for, perfect matter. for a sacrifice. Loves oatmeal. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, so, oh, wow. so to go back to what Paul said, I actually Friday night. I uh, Netflix has a new documentary out for Summer of Sam, where it talks about the yeah I want to watch a, that amazing the Sons amazing, of Sam yes I believe yeah. so uh, Paul Giamatti narrates it but the footage and stuff and it got me thinking like obviously we talk about serial killers both uh, fictional and non-fictional but like I always find these serial killers are always stab kill rape t- like I the the basic like where are the serial killers out there that kill someone and then like eat a salad on top of them or clip the victim's toenails off and like pull them in like a pentagram or like, where's the, where's that lesbian duo where after they kill a victim, they only, they literally sit on top of the body watching 1990 Royal Rumble movie videos. How come it's always the generic stab, shoot, blow up? Like where's the creativity? So my question to you guys, <laughs> where a are you? Thank God there's a question here. If you I was were, getting worried. If, if you were a serial killer, what would be your MO? Hypothetically, oh, what would oh. be what would be your MO? like the like like the like the people we, the how we right. kill them or like Where, the okay, or so, the people so, we pick to kill? No, like when you kill someone, you have to do something crazy at the crime scene where you have Paul and I looking to solve this crime based on everything you do, whether it's you you whatever you do. Okay, well, I only have the urge to kill people in my car, so. Interesting. That's that's really the only time it comes. So what I would do is I would. Here's the thing. Uh, this uh, here's a side note to this. And you know, here, you know what? I, here's another. John, you there's actually every week. There's actually two side notes to this. The first oh, side note is: last week I was going, man, I talk too much on this podcast. I need to let Paul and John talk more. And then John started talking, and I was like, that's why I kind of leaned back. I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. let John talk a little bit. And then he started talking. And I went. Fuck, this is a no, horrible idea. don't let him talk. Why <laughs> do we let him talk? It's the worst oh. when you give me that space. And I, if, if you do, Paul, me and you just have to talk all the time. Cause if you, if you open the door, 
He and wants to know. He wants to know in. how you're going to kill people. Um, so side note. So I always had always had this vision when I was a kid. Not when I was a kid, but when I was like an early teenager, right? I always wanted to have just enough money to be able to buy like 15 just garbage cars, no license plates. And then when I'm oh, driving like them, this. when people when people just do dumb stuff like like cut you off or do something stupid or go like go first to the fourth, you just ram like literally you just hit them in your car. This is a true story. I've thought about this my entire life. You just got 12 junk cars in there and you just ruin their car and you just walk away. You're fucked up, man. You just walk away. I am. <laughs> yeah, I love that. He just told you you're fucked up. So Zach anyway, just admitted to buying 15 cars that actually act as caskets for his victims. I didn't say I was going to hurt him. I was just going to mess their cars up and then and walk away. Um. So, okay, here's my answer to this, because the only time I feel like murdering people is in traffic. What I would do is I would put them in the, why am I talking about this? He makes me a bad person. I'm going to throw my phone so the Dude. FBI doesn't come knocking Yo. on my goddamn door in okay. a minute. I would put them in the trunk of their car and then I would take one of those crappy like Crown Vicks from like the 80s that I bought and I would just smash into the trunk as many times as I could. <laughs> The news story next Remember, week is Paul reads the news. Man murders eight people in the back of a Tahoe. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Remember when we were just talking about getting a certain guest on here that said, yeah, I don't mind doing the podcast if it's a legitimate podcast. Yep. Not going to happen. Uh, he, I just did, he, he would have a great response. I just admitted oh, he, how yeah. I would murder people on this podcast if or I was. What if, M, or what you would do after you murdered somebody. Yeah, like, hypothetically, Paul, if I was a serial So we killer. know how you would murder somebody. I think my MO after, um, I would do fajita. something. No, I would do something super weird. So That's fucking racist because I'm Mexican, <laughs> but okay. I would do something so out of the ordinary that people would be like, what? Like, yes. I would like jerk off on the, the cold pizza in the fridge and they'd be like, why did he jerk off on the pizza? Like, what was his motive? Like, no motive. Just had to, you know, scroll out of bust a nut, right? Well, it's, just, it's like, because if you've watched this documentary, it's just so fascinating. We all know like this guy's story and the history, but they're, they're, the, the detectives are now saying that there could be another killer and they're going to all these rabbit holes looking at different stuff. So it's, what would you do though? There's Hold on. Hold on. There's two of you now. This is his fault. I Dude, blame this on John. You just, said, would I, you just said bust a nut on a cold pizza. Right. It's yeah, like, oh because but then it, then it would leave the you know we the don't say wondering. those things. That's not that's not something that you and I say. But that's something that would leave the cops wondering, like, oh man, what was he doing? Like, Paul, was this actually Paul, him, or Paul, was he just jerking okay, off? Okay, but here's on the pizza? problem. Here's the problem. The, why did you go to that first? Of course, there's a million things you could do to make them wonder why he did that. I don't know because he that's only just ripped, something that he, I think he, cops he, would be like, he why did you do this? He only ripped the women out of the pictures in all the house. There's something you could wonder why that's that weird. He, Paul he left the water on. Paul is the deep dish cum dumpster. That's that's his new mo. That's I'm the Mexican name. Terminator, and I'm the deep dish cum dumpster. The, that yes. is, I know what John was going for here. John, listen to me. Look at me in the eyes. That's not the name of this episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is not deep the name of this cum episode. No, I wasn't even thinking about that. So, John, what would you do? Uh, I do think it has to be something weird. I, not sexual. I, I, for whatever reason, I would, I, if I was a cop and I walked into a crime scene, I've been working this case for years and I walk into the crime scene and I'm like, okay, there's the body in the bedroom. And I'm like, what was on TV? And the guy's like, uh, Dr. Quinn medicine woman, but it's the same episode. And I'd, I'd walk, and as a detective, I'd be like, God damn it's it, it's the same Pimple guy again. Pop it's the same guy again. 
it's the same episode. It's the same. It's a guy. So I, something weird like that where it's kind of just fucks with the detectives. I love that you bring DVDs of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman to all your murders. Cause you, you well, that's, I think it'd be hilarious. The same episode though, too. The same bullshit. Like, I think it would be hilarious. And just like not even a good episode. No, like one where it's just like uh, a lot of horseback riding and like no, no drama, just crap. I think it'd be great. Or if you kill enough people, watch the whole series. This, <laughs> this wasn't, this, this wasn't, none of this was on my list. of Hell yeah, talking. John. Hell Yeah. We're never going to get... Okay. First, we were worried about ever getting sponsors on here, which with that ship has sailed. Now we're realizing we can't even get goddamn guests. <laughs> now we just realize we can't get guests. Credible? Um, to who? Yeah. <laughs> like, define we credible. We were talking about getting one of our friends on here who is a, a very big name in, in the industry that he's in. And he was like, yeah, man, we can... Porn. He's like, we can do... Uh, yeah. Uh, I was um I was trying to think of a male porn. Johnny ooh, Sins. Ooh. We're yeah. trying to get Johnny Sins on here. Doctors, Doctor Johnny Sins, Lexi uh, Impaler. Yeah. Um, and uh, we realized that he goes, yeah, if it's like a credible podcast, and then we were just like, oh, should we just tell him no thanks? Like we all not- just text each other. We're like, define credible. Like <laughs> we need to know who? what credible means here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know who. Who knows if that's gonna be a thing. Um. All right. Well, speaking of, uh, you know what? This I did have this written down, and this is a good segue because we were talking about murder, not suicide, but murder. Uh, the Kurt Cobain FBI files got released. Um, in the last couple of days, nothing crazy. I did check them out. I read all of them. Not nothing crazy. Just ten pages of credible people saying, like, you know, this is granted this, the credible people saying this ten year, twenty years ago, but saying, hey look into this like this wasn't this wasn't okay. a suicide like you know one of them was a private detective who had been a police officer for a long time i believe i don't want to i don't want i don't want to get the nerds on to me uh for lying about that but i think I, this person was police officer. he basically he basically said like there's no way with the amount of heroin that he injected in his body that he could a you know there's a lot of things about like could he have reached the shotgun it was it was a full-size shotgun full-size you know, shotgun he would have had i remember i watched a documentary he was about shorter this than me ago. i think wasn't he mm-hmm. but yeah. um and so i think so i don't think he was very big he's about he your was, size maybe yeah probably five probably five eight five nine um but they were saying yeah the the dose of heroin he took there was no way he could have worked it so like right it was just interesting i think it was an interesting time like you know the alien stuff comes out that we've obviously we all knew about this entire time, but everyone thought we were stupid and they denied it. And then all this, this Kurt Cobain uh-huh. stuff is kind of weird. It was weird that it comes out now. So I was, I wanted to get you guys' take on it. Like what you thought, like, you know, uh, and not just fodder of like, Oh, I watched a document. Like, d- listen, I'm here. I, I, I'll get my take last. I want to get you guys take on it. Uh, well, I do remember where you and I did that late that Uber ride to check out the house of the park bench. Like I thought that yeah. was really cool. And I thought the history of that and I did. Yeah. I know all the songs, but I don't, for me, the music. It, You're not it a historian a tr- of Kurt Cobain. No, but I, 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 the, some of the songs hit me different times. And when I hear a certain song, it reminds me of a time I was with my friends or something like that. But I didn't look at it as my life is, uh, affected by his death or whatever. I've always thought it's super weird. Um, I could understand why there would be uh, 
a cover up or he was murdered. I, I could see all the sides of it. I just don't know enough about the, uh, the story enough where what did Courtney do and who would do like, and even when you watch interviews and stuff with like, uh, food fighters guy, uh, Dave, uh, you, you you get the sense that he knows something, but he's not talking about a lot of stuff, right? And I think that for me, that's kind of what the intrigue is. Because it's like, why are we hiding what this was? Why can't this just get released and solved and told, hey, this is what really happened? Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John and I went to the house. Um, oh, shit. Well, they tore down the greenhouse, like the original the greenhouse where it was. But John and I. We're in Seattle one night. We walked to this playground. <laughs> I actually have video of John at the playground. You like, two fucking creeps walking to a playground in the middle of the It night. was this like huge like yeah. thing. It was like it was next to the uh the uh museum. Arts, yeah, museum Mom, or art Mom, pop or Yes. Yeah, something like Mbop. that. Yeah. Mbop. It was next to the Mbop <laughs> Museum. We were right by the Hanson uh Wax yeah. Museum. Um, yeah, it was right by, yeah, the, the, the museum there that it has all yes. the Seattle, Seattle music history and all that stuff. And, um, there's a huge cool playground out back, but then we, we, we were like, you know what, let's take an Uber. We took an Uber to the house, um, which would look creepy enough. Cause it's in like a normal, just rich neighborhood now. And there's a, still a bench outside where a lot of people have taken pictures and stuff. So we went to that bench, but anyway, Paul, what's your. What, what, what's your take on uh, so based on uh, everything I've heard everything I've read documentaries I've watched um I I find it very I mean he seemed like he was a good dad um Courtney Love seems batshit crazy and everything I saw pointed in her direction uh the evidence that they had found when he you know committed suicide or when they found him dead uh it wasn't lining up to anything they said was, oh yeah, he just committed suicide. They just tried to close that case. I think, I want to say they closed that case immediately, like within 24 hours. They're like, oh yeah, he committed suicide and that was the end of it. Like they didn't even like try and like. It was certainly a quick, it, listen, it, you know, I think, I think pre-dateline Unsolved Mysteries kind of thing, you walk into a scene like that, guy has the needle in his arm laying on the ground shotgun case but it's closed. not just any guy this is fucking kurt cobain at the at his, the at his peak, peak of at his grunge peak. and nirvana so like it's it's sh- it should be like well we're gonna have to investigate this for a while but i want to say it was within a couple days They're like yeah it was suicide like we're just gonna roll I, it out i think it i think it wasn't even a couple days i think that's i agree i think that's lazy cop work I think yeah. that they, you know, it definitely should have been looked at at the time while the while the scene was still fresh, while, mm-hmm. you know, there was still, you know, I think there's a lot of motive all the way around. I will say this, man, like the guy was a troubled guy, you know what I mean? Like, sure. And, and you never see, you know, it's easy to say like, oh, yeah, I saw this coming. I saw this coming. But, you know, I've had two disastrous suicides in my life. Uh, one was my cousin. When I was I was like fourteen, my cousin Justin Lewis, who uh, I have, that's what the, everybody always asks about my Nintendo tattoo. That's truly what it is. It's um, I got it for him. Like I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood, but like mo- most of them are like a playing Nintendo with my cousin. So in the Paperboy newspaper, it, I have his initials oh, nice. right there. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that was one, and then um, uh, my my first PRS rep, uh, Grover. Um, Duvall, who was, you know, so like, and like neither of those people I saw, you know what I mean? Like literally something with the happiest person in the world. So like, you know, you, you don't want to jump and go, oh, somebody else did this, but just because 
your emotions of 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 maybe the person you think did it or you know, but I, I think this guy was truly troubled. I think that like I said, I think anybody can commit suicide at any time and you and, and everyone's gonna go, I never saw that coming. You know, mm-hmm. I, I truly like everybody. Right. The two look people, at Robin Williams, look at people like that was I never saw that coming. No like, one right. no one does, and that's the thing, right. you know, it's like you know, and I found a lot too, man, and this is this is probably gonna rattle some cages, but this is and this is this is just I hate that you got a fucking caveat on this bullshit now. Well, you go, oh, well, I'm just, I'm not just saying from my point. Listen, people are so fucking soft, man. Ah, it makes me fucking mad. But anyway, I'm going to talk about, yeah, keep that shit in there. I don't give a fuck. Um, What I found with, with people in my own life, people who talk about it and say they're going to do it, never do it. Ever. Ever. I've never had one. And I've had, I've known a lot of people who committed suicide. And I've known a lot of people who said, yeah, I'm going to kill myself. And they've never done it. And the people who do are the ones, what I'm saying is like, you just don't see it coming, man. Like, that's why, that's why they say like, check on, check on people, man. Like check yeah. on, them, check on them, check on the, the people who feel are seem okay. You know, because it's to me, like the ones that always act like they're going to do it and say they're going to do it are never the ones that do it, man. Like, I, and that's just, that's my, per, that's my personal experience. And this is how I feel inside. I identify as a person who has had this happen in my life. Um, fucking nerds. Um, yeah. So that's just, that's just me, man. Like, sorry. I, I've been I'm on it. one today. Um, yeah, that's just my personal experience, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know either way. I thought the FBI, I thought the FBI releasing, um, that right now felt, felt a little I say, interesting. I say open, I open the case up and 100%. Why, what do you have to lose? I mean, I guess they, you know, I stuff, wonder, was we it always the, say uh, that, was like, that stuff costs money, you know, to like, open up a case. cases get all that information gets released after a certain time period passed. So I wonder if it was an anniversary or something. How many years ago did he die? Because the only thing I literally remember is this was back. I remember when Kurt Loader, Lauder from Loader. was mm-hmm. it Loader when he did the thing. That's yeah. why I vaguely remember um, about the whole thing. Because I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is real." Dude, I was living. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, I was living at my cousin's house. My cousin Justin. Uh, that's whose house I was living at. My aunt, my mom, and stepdad had separated for a minute. And I was living with them and I was, you know, I, I was, dude, I remember I was wearing a Nirvana shirt the day that I found out. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sensing a pattern here with you, Zach, and celebrities and stuff. I don't know if I, uh, <laughs> you yeah, think I, I don't want to be think, anywhere around you, you if you're I the cause of, yeah. So conspiracy uh, yo, theories. Yo, do you want to hear a funny Tom story? Tom Petty, Prince. No, uh, I, I had nothing else? to do. I had nothing to do with Tom Petty. Yeah. The Prince thing. We already, the Prince thing we already discussed. Um, I'll tell you another one though. Um, I was I was at the here we go here we go I was at the Hard Rock uh, Cafe a long time ago in Memphis with uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd uh, one of, a buddy of mine blues guitar player and his singer Noah Hunt and there was a um, there was a I, I remember it was, it was after Michael Hutchins died and I was super bummed about that hell yeah yep. but for some reason I said Michael that was suicide too it was yeah yeah speaking of that um. I had said to Noah, because there was an NXS video, I mean, Hard Rock plays music videos. There was an yep. NXS video in the background, and I said, oh, man, I said, Michael Hedges died. I was just like, it was a Freudian slip. And Noah was like, oh, I'm friends with him. He, really? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I thought I'd said Hutchins, I guess. And All then, right. like, literally days later, Michael Hedges died. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I got to stop doing this. 
that was my first priest? one. No, You're a voodoo Zach priest. Zach is a culprit of a lot of these. No, I'm um, really not. No, what's crazy? I mean, uh, I was going to bring this up later. It is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, though, which Shout out. is is very important, obviously. Um, touching base on what you said, Zach, is uh, I recently lost somebody this last week to uh, committed suicide that played in a, a band that I was in a lot younger. Um, I've lost a lot of people to suicide. So, yeah, it's it's crucial. Check in on people, people that you might not even think are going through it. Just, hey, what's going on? Just thinking about you. Just want to say hi, see what's, see what's up, see what's new. And uh, everybody handles uh, life differently. So... Uh, I think it's pretty pretty important to do at least every once in a while. Yeah, I think I, uh, I, like I think that I think that you know, um, you know, Brent and I have and the whole band really, but um, the AFSP, you know, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, you know, John's been there with us. We've marched, you know, we we try to do that every year. It's something that we take more late. Yep. Yeah, what we we try to take that very seriously, you know. I, I and I I got involved because of the people who had committed suicide in my life, you know. So it's like I I I I I know I was griping about people who take everything the wrong way, but I truly don't want it to come off as insensitive. Um, I'm I'm speaking from personal experience. Everyone in my life who's ever been like, you know, I had ex girlfriends whenever we broke up, so they were going to do it. That's that's just never. Everyone who ever talked about it, it was more like a cry for help, but it wasn't ever like they were gonna, you know, and all, and all the people who I know who have committed suicide, it was an utter shock because they had, they were like the last people you'd pick. You put 50 people in a lineup. Those are the last people you're picking, you know? So it's like, just check on people, man. It's very important. Mental health is, you know, it's something that we, we always took for granted for years and years till people actually started talking about it. And, you know, it's such an important thing for me, man. You know, I, you know, since I have had kids, you know, my time alone in hotel rooms is really bad for me. Like not, you know, no, I'm not in a dark way. I don't want to, no, I've, listen, I'm, I don't know. I just, I literally just say the case, but like, I, I always tell my people, my people, like, you don't have to worry about me in that. I, I have a personal vendetta against suicide, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, no, 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 I'm not gonna. That'll that'll rub some softies the wrong way. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, gonna talk uh, about not to change the subject, but is that Michael Byers about to stab a woman on your windowsill? What is that? Oh, that is. I a, see what you're talking about. That is a yeah, doll of Michael Myers, a stand-up. Uh, I think it's an 18-inch figure, and he's actually standing next to one of Scott Weiland's megaphones. Oh. Damn, yeah. Jesus, another God, man. Yeah, we're just keep. Well, wow, we went down a dark path today. Anyway, uh, what I was saying is, is you know, just check on people, man, and 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 you know, mental health for me, like you know, on days off now, like I really miss my kids. You know, I always tell people, like, I quit the music industry every single day off at midnight. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm at home. So you quit. You you know you you miss your kids. So you spend time with me and John and Kent and yeah. uh, a bunch of we act like a bunch of children Good ourselves. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you guys act you know like children. So you know what's crazy? Uh, because I printed off a bunch of dreams and there was no life advice this week. But my actual life advice was exactly what Zach just brought up. What I was going to ask. We're okay. all we're we're all in it today, folks. Let's go. Touches big old Zach. There was no life advice. A couple of good dreams. Uh, again, guys, keep sending stuff into sublifeadvice at gmail.com. Uh, we love seeing that stuff. But so this week, we need to have a life advice. My, my actual question for you guys was, uh, now I've seen you both. I've worked with both of you or alongside you and for you and whatever. Uh, but And I don't have kids. But when, So I guess my life advice for someone that has kids or issues going on at home, when you go to work, how do you shake off issues at home 
like how do you walk to the stage, Zach, knowing that your son's sick or misses you crying? Because I've seen that. Or Paul, you got to do this huge stadium show, but your daughter misses you, and you got to count in God knows how much shit in some fucking Alamo dome. So how do you guys kind of deal with that type of stress at home, but still have to do your job? Like how would you advise someone to go through that? Go ahead, Zach. (laughs) I was about to tell you the same thing. Um, (laughs) I know that, I mean, you guys know you've been around. My kids are very proud of what I do. You know, like they, they really relish in, in, in dad, I rock as they call it. And they really, you know, so like it sucks, man, but you know, you know, what helps me. I know that those other three guys that I've been in a band with for almost 20 years are all going through the same sort of thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, right, right. and I can, you know what I mean? It's, you know. It's almost like alternate energy, you know what I mean? Where you, where somebody takes something and turns it into something else, you know, you take it, you know, cause gas wasn't good enough. We needed to take corn uh, and turn it into gas. You know, it's, it's all, it's alternative energy for me, right? Like I'll take that and being mad that I'm not home when my kid's sick or, you know, you know, me, it's tough, man. Me and my wife don't really argue a lot or fight a lot. You know, it happens once or twice a year and it, it's about, no, it's about nothing, like it's literally about the, you know, somebody's just had a bad day and it turns into that, but we don't, you know, me and my wife get along swimmingly, which is, I'm very blessed to have, but like, you know, when something's wrong at home or like, you know, stuff's going wrong and she's frustrated cause she's got to deal with two kids and I'm gone. And you know, there's, there's you know, we have three snakes in the pool, yeah. snakes. In the, well, I'll, my kids take care of that now, but you know, listen, man, there's, there's three properties, you know? So it's like, you know, the, the pipe burst of the Wisconsin house, you know, it's like all these little things in my wife, we don't have, do not have an assistant. I'm at Matt, which is amazing and helps so much with everything. But like, I don't have like a dude that just like is an all around guy that like takes care of all this stuff. We do it all ourselves. I pay my own bills, you know? So like, but what I, what I, what I was getting at was I kind of take that and go, all right, I know these other guys in this band are going through the same thing. I'm going to turn that into positivity. I'm going to go out there and give the best show I can get because I have energy that I need. I need to rage right now and I need to break something and I need to, you know, I, I have a temper, man. That's not, it's not good. And I work on it every day of my let's life. T- let's talk about that. I have seen his temper folks and it is a, it's like a Molotov cocktail. You smash on the ground. Yet somehow it just, it doesn't, it just gets hotter and hotter. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. But then you cool down, which is the weird part. I don't know how something can burn, burn really hot and then you I'm, cool real quick. I'm very apologetic if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, man, like I'm going to admit it. Like I'll, I'll go up, you know, and you know, it's, you know, oh man, I feel so bad for my new guitar tech, dude. <laughs> so like, I think he's going to be good. I think it's going to be fine. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, that, that makes one of us that thinks it's going to yeah. be good. <laughs> You know, I, you know, I just, uh, I don't know, man, (laughs) you know, I don't, uh, um, my temper, I have a bad temper, man, you know, and I, it's, I I do better with it. You know what I mean? Like I try to get better around my kids and all that stuff and, and do good. And which speaking of kids, one just came in the room, um, yeah, you know, I try to do really well. And hey, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. making his making his debut. Ali, Ali, Oh, this he, you're not getting into any private schools after this, buddy. No, uh, <laughs> no, you know, I try to I try to calm my temper down, and you know, I really do, man. Like I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like I really take stock now as I get older and trying to like fix myself and like really kind of concentrating hey, on it. Me, so, 
let's let's put him on blast. Ask him who his favorite parent is. Who's your favorite parent? No, I, no, he's. I'll tell you about this <laughs> when he leaves. Who's your, who's better, mom or dada? Both of you. He good, is the good dude, boy. He is the king. He's got he's got of, some of those those. He probably is that does. brown. He, <laughs> He's the king of inclusiveness, man. Like he's like that's like my what daughter. Did, what did he friends. make for his mother for Mother's Day? Card. So we got her a card. What did you do? I got my card. And we got her. We got her some flowers when she came home. I had her. I had her Starbucks order. When she came home from church at her Starbucks. Wait, he order. didn't. Ollie, Ollie didn't make her coffee. Ollie actually made the order because he knew exactly what she wanted. Yeah, uh, three splashes of cream, the machine, like, and a everything. sugar cane from Malaysian Hills. Uh, <laughs> two inches of froth. <laughs> two inches Ollie, of froth. Yeah. Hey, go go find your mommy a snake. No. Why not? Go find your brother. Is he fighting Skeletor? No. <laughs> he man. <laughs> Where is your brother? <laughs> Love you. I gotta finish doing this. Well, where are you going, Zach? I'm not going He's like, here. I'm He's staying here. here. I'm staying He's here. Like, I'm staying here. Going? Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. breaks down the stock market for the next 25 minutes. We're just like, what? <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, I, I I take that and turn it into alternative energy. I I you know, I realize that the guys I'm in a band with are going through the same sort of thing. And I just cool I cool myself down, you know, and I I I make I make I have fun with it, you know, I can turn it. But yeah, it's it's hard, man. Days off are hard. You know, for me, there 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 couldn't have not been any better timing for him to come in and hang out with you yeah, for a yeah. minute. That was, that was <laughs> chill perfect. Me out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Paul, what about you? Uh, man, for me, because your job's a lot more frustrating than mine. Yes. Incredibly, yeah. No, my job is very frustrating. Um, for me, it's it's a uh, I have to look at it like, all right, when I get home, I'm gonna make it that much more worth it when I am home. I'm gonna make that time so much more valuable. It's it's. It's just me time to spend with my kid. Um, and, and I don't take it for granted whatsoever because, man, there's sometimes where I'm gone five months at a time, like before I get to come home for a week or whatever the case may be. So when I'm home, I just make it, I make it a point to enjoy every second of the day that I have to uh, spend with my kid. So, but when I'm out there, you have to have on days of work, you have to have some kind of not disconnect, but like you have to be able to put personal and work like there, but you have to know how to prioritize which right. ones at the bright time kind of thing. You both brought up the day off stuff. I guess I never realized cause we take it for granted. Oh, day off in a random city, a uh, nice hotel, warm water bed. Uh, but I think we all just got to take advantage. Oh, we'll go to the movies. We'll go to the ball. Uh, Zach will talk us out of not going to Texas roadhouse and then, make fun of us for even deciding to go there. Uh, but we'll have a great meal. Worst. But these these little things where it's like going to the arcade and stuff, you don't know what that is actually doing for that person's mental health. When you all get mm-hmm. together, it actually yeah. outside the scope of what you're there for. But when you all go to the arcade, like I remember some of these days off where it's like us three, Aaron's there, Barry's like stub, like we're all doing this arcade or bo- like oh, whatever we do. I guess those days of like release are so vital to actually help you do what you normally do when you're out there. Oh, yeah. They yep. really are. They're, they're kind of lifelines, you know what I mean? Like, because in the span of a day, you know, you know, you know, I mean, John knows the, the four of us are so insulated, you know I mean? We talk mm-hmm. to the crew and all that, but like, you know, for the most part of the day we're around, you know, I see John, the tour manager and Aaron and Matt, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I, that, you know, the crew's doing their thing and, and the band is all, we're doing our thing, you know? So like 
we're so insulated. So on that day off, the kind of randomness of whoever you may hang out with that day, not really for me, because I always hang out with you two idiots and, you know, and Kent and Matt, that's kind of like my, that's kind of like my off day hang. And honestly, when John's on the road, John doesn't really drink. So, you know, John, like we kind of hang out. That's just like, uh, the, I can't the, imagine us not hanging out if we're on tour together on a day off. No, it's just, I just, I think this just, it's not like a click thing. It's just, you know, there's, there's people who like to do different things. Barry is like such a beer lover that like, he wants to go to a bar and a local and a local bar and drink their brewery, drink their local beer, hang out, eat food with his boys, you know, and decompress from like, you know, three shows in a row or whatever, you know? And I, I would, I would, uh, you, you would talk about the click thing, but what's funny is that, Either one of us, normally Zach would be like, okay, 10 minutes lobby. <laughs> and it's like me, Kent, Matt, whoever. It's usually it's three or four of us. It's like, we know what we're going to do. It's just meet in the lobby in 10 minutes. We're going to grab lunch, we're gonna go find ball, food, go to the movies, go find movie. something yeah. to do. Venture golf, traffic rage, top golf, whatever. It's just, it's just, it's cool like that. It's, it's mm-hmm. so unspoken, man. Like I would love, I would love for people who are like, oh man, I'd love to be out on the road. Like I would love for people to come out and like, see, like, like literally like, come out for it? like, <laughs> Come out for like a show day into a day off, like do the whole show day. And then realize like mm-hmm. the show day is literally just us working out, eating, doing interviews, doing a meet and greet, playing a show, going to bed. And then John sitting down with, you know, yeah. the house security, John sitting down with the house security you know, being like, Hey, this is what this guy does. This is what this guy does. Walking the whole concourse. The singer's yep. going to, yeah. Like doing the whole deal. You Smoking know what I mean? Cigarettes. I, yeah. Yep. I, <laughs> I actually like listening to John's security briefs. It's actually nice. Cause like, you know, like, uh, He's always working, but you never get to like hear him work because he's kind of like be a silent, professional. Silent. Yeah. You never get to hear him be a professional, especially on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> uh, so if you sit in on a security meeting, you're like, "Oh wow, <laughs> this guy actually this guy actually knows what he's doing." This guy actually likes serial killers. I'm into this. Yeah. yeah. So you know, but then like then have like somebody who's always like, "I always want to go on tour." Sit in on a day off, and when you're like. Oh yeah, like oh well, let's make a plan. Like when we get off the bus, like no, oh, that's, yeah. that's not how this works. Are we going to the strip works. club? Like yeah, what are we bro. doing? Like uh, no, bro. And we're like red nah, lobster man. boys. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, bro, we're going to find hibachi. That's the first we're going thing. Going to find hibachi and what movies are out? Okay, yeah, cool. We're going to God. see movies. Even when we, you know th- that's the thing about it. Our group is like we go see movies. Like it doesn't matter. If two people out of the five have already seen that movie, but it's we're the only good it. movie out, we're going to see it again. That's, like, what that's just what see. it is. Like, <laughs> but it's like people are like, oh, so we're making a plan. We meet at two o'clock. Like, that's not how this works, bro. You get a t- you get no, 10 no. minutes advance when we're meeting yeah. in the lobby. Right. Throw something going. on. Let's go. I'm right. in the middle of shaving. You're done now. Let's the go. Only, <laughs> I'll t- dude, the only person that messes up the 10 minutes advance every single time is Chris Lightcap. Every oh, single yeah. time, every <laughs> single time. Like, oh, I got a shower. Give me, give me 20, give me 23 minutes, 45 minutes later, I need 23, I need 23 <laughs> extra minutes on top of the 10. You gave me 30. We'll meet in the lobby. 33 minutes. That man's always like, dude, here's the thing. Like, yo, like I love, I mean, you guys see me like, I, I think I'm a great dad. I love my family. I talk to my kids all day long Dude, Chris. Like family dad, Chris yeah. like is on FaceTime with his kids. I swear to God, 17 hours a day. Yeah, that's I've seen him. It is insane. Like, and he's like, sitting over there, just like. <laughs> also, like the like the discipline of his kids to be able to do that. Like, dude, I, I'm a, I would love to see you guys meet. Oh, John seen it a lot. Me trying to Facetime my kids. <laughs> the phone's just this. Just dude, I get I get vertigo. <laughs> You're when I face out my ceiling kids. and you're like, Hey, I'm over here. <laughs> right. There's a while where my wife's phone had a pop socket on it and Ollie would just spin the phone. And I was so like, dude, <laughs> you are driving me crazy right now. 
crazy. <laughs> you get home and you rip the pop socket off of her phone. I just I actually just get home. Uh, our dryer's pretty Fuck padded. <laughs> our dryer's pretty padded, so I just get home and put Ollie in the dryer and just hit the spin cycle. <laughs> yeah. See how you like it, idiot? <laughs> yeah, idiot. Have fun. Extra crispy. All right. All right, John the Shaman, do your thing. John the Shaman, keeping you on track. All you got to do is touch his big old sack of mail. Uh, okay, okay, boys. Uh, Here we go. Okay, boys. Hey boys. <laughs> do you guys want some cookie? Uh, oh, yeah, so I got two dreams here. Uh, hold on. I love, a how he, hold on. Reference. I love how he always yes. has, I have two dreams, but he has like a stack of like 15 pages. <laughs> it's, it's for aesthetics. It's just a bunch of blanks. Like he's it's like, I don't know blank, but. Like a- <laughs> Here's two. Okay. Here's three. He has backups, I think, just in case they go long well, or go uh, short. Plus some of them are kind of, uh, yeah, I'll just drop into this one. This is a, uh, this is from a guy. Uh, <laughs> we preface that every time. Yeah. Well, I think it kind of helps maybe the audience. If a guy, yeah, yeah. A and it's also only yeah. happened twice where any guys if have listened to this If this gets serious podcast. or dark or anybody's getting, you know, used no, and abused, are, I'm, gonna, I think, I'm out. No, I think these are, uh, this one's not bad. It's different. Okay. okay. <laughs> hey guys, I had this one dream where I went to see Pop Evil in concert at a dive bar. I've noticed there's a lot of people dreaming about Pop Evil. Uh, the I'm guitarist of Pop anything. Evil. This is actually the guitarist of Pop Evil sitting in these streams. <laughs> it's free advertisement, I love, man. I get it. I, I love Dave. The guitarist of Pop Evil hurt his hand. It wasn't able to play. So they went out to the crowd and started asking people if they play guitar. They came up to me and I said, yes, I actually know how to play a few of their songs. They pulled me and my girlfriend backstage to prep me. And while I was getting prepped, I forgot all the tabs to every one of the songs I do. The song they started up was with 155. And I was just strumming along with random chords, hoping no one would catch on. Halfway through the song, <laughs> the entire band stopped and just blankly <laughs> stared at me. I woke up after not being able to breathe through my nose. <laughs> which maybe maybe this band kicked his ass and broke this his nose. My but favorite, this is my favorite dream we've ever had. Please dissect, and I hope it gets read on the podcast. By the way, loving the podcast. Should I take uh, this? I, 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 I have kid it. nightmares. Yeah, yes. I have, I have kid yes. nightmares about this exact thing. Except for I'm that kid, and I'm in my own band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, oh man, I've I've done it before. I used to have I used to have this I used to have this gig dream where we were at Rockfest in Kansas City, which is like eighty thousand people, and I was watching myself play forty five. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. But I was no, watching myself play forty five, which is like the easiest song in the world to play, and I was just ruining it ruining it and then one night in 2010 the first night of the carnival of madness tour the first carnival of madness tour you butchered it no i played it right my guitar just wasn't working on the intro (laughs) yeah so i i understand this dream wholeheartedly um i you know i don't know i i think it i don't know i think it means that to me (laughs) always be ready like always be prepared. Yes. You never know. Cause you never know yep. when somebody's going to call you for a gig, dude. I don't think Josh, that rock star moment, dude. I don't <laughs> think Josh Sturm was ready for me to call him and say, Hey man, my wife's having a kid. Do you want to go to Europe? Oh, by the way, your first show's in front of 180,000 people or in Germany. Hey, can you play bass? Cause Eric's back's hurt. Dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, always be ready. You know, great. We're, you know, by the way, Josh, great human. We, we talked, I uh, love Josh, man. And so, great lover. you know, we talked about this before. Like, we were in Madison, Wisconsin. On We were doing an underplay tour. So, we were doing like two and three nights in these smaller places. 
I'm doing my normal thing. I I I'm I had made I had made the set list. I'd given it to John. Um. So once I make the set list, usually I, I go into massage. I've already worked out, eaten, make the set list, go to massage, and I'm usually in the massage about an hour, hour and a half. John never bothers me when I'm in a massage. Um. Knock on the door. I'm like, uh oh, like this isn't good. Get John comes in. He's like, he can't. There's no way he can do it. And I was like, for real? He's like, for real. So like, I'm like, I, I get up. I'm like, all right, I'm, so I'm done with this. Try to figure out a game plan. Me and Brent and Barry sit down. And we basically did the longest shine down show, I think, of all time, acoustic without Eric. I knew Eric, something was going on with Eric that day because when we got up, he was leaning on the kitchen counter and he could not move. Like John was trying to move him. John was trying to help him. Like couldn't move. They stayed on the bus all day long. Never came inside, I don't think. No. I had to walk him off the bus that next morning. Yeah. And so, wow. um, so basically we had a gig the next day in Kansas city called Josh. Do you imagine that dude? You get called at midnight. By the way, Josh has never played bass for anyone. Really? Ever. You know how you always know, like, he's a great guitar player. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, you, you know how to play bass. Like, right. Well, that's what, that's what Eric was saying. Eric was like, no, he's never done it for you. Cause Eric was like, you play bass. He's like, I've never touched a bass. And dude came in and was so nervous, so nervous. And I remember I was teaching him the intro to unity on the piano. Not only are you playing. Oh, you got to play that. I forgot. You got to play the piano. But here's the thing. He, he wouldn't have had to. I could have probably done it. But dude, he came in and wanted to do it all. He wanted to do Eric's acoustic. You know, Eric. Eric's got Eric was like a member of ELO, dude. He's got. <laughs> he's like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, dude, cracking around the stage. With Eric. Shit. Eric looks like he's a, he's he's a member of Yes and Electric Light Orchestra. He's just surrounded by. He looks like Getty Lee. He's just like surrounded by keyboards. He's got a acoustic guitar that just comes down from the ceiling. He never knows what he's playing. Marimbas come down. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? His left leg is a Casio. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's actually had a he's actually had a keytar placed into his abs. Actually, that's what that is. Uh, um, so you know, Eric's doing Eric does so much stuff. So jo Josh comes in and like, dude, nails it. So I think my my my, crit my critique of this dream is always be ready, man. You never know. Yep. You never know that that may be something that actually happens, dude. I know you might be Mark Wahlberg getting called up on stage, bro. I know Davy. Still dragon. I, I know Davy Grass from Pop Evil, dude. He's a. He, I love he's that a, guy. I love him. Who knows if Davy's not a clumsy bastard and just slips and breaks his ankle one night? Can't play anymore. We'll see in right. August because we'll see him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my critique of this dream. I'll, be ready, baby. Always be ready. Yep. Be ready. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. Exactly how I felt about it. I, uh, great song, too. 155 is a bagger. Bagger. I don't know. I don't. Great song. I gotta listen to that. 150. That yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, that's a good one. Let's that see was the here. least darkest dream we've ever had. Thank God. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in that. <laughs> Uh, I, didn't, I didn't read the last sentence. It was actually a horrible fire, and everyone got engulfed okay. by Godzilla's flames. Okay, so here we go. This is a female. Uh, of course. This actually ties into what we talked about before. Hmm. <laughs> I have a reoccurring so dream that I am in a Law and Order SVU episode. Hell yeah! And the weird thing, and the weird thing is, they're episodes I create in my dream. So Hell right yeah. now, I think this is like Inception. Like I don't know what's going on. Shout out Detective Benson. Yeah. Hollow. 
Crimes I have never even seen or heard of. Sometimes it gets so intense I want to fall back to sleep because I need to know what happens. What's the ending? Now she's having a dream inside a dream here, folks. To oh, add, wow, it's like the Matrix. Yes, yeah, that is Inception-ish. Inception-ish. To add, I always see street names and numbers in my dream. Well, I drove to Boston for PA last year, and while going to New York, by New York, my car literally got pushed off an exit. Uh, no other further explanation there. I tried to get over it, but no one was letting me in. And the next thing you know, I am on the street I saw in my dream. Very weird. I literally had an anxiety attack. I don't think I'll ever know why I have this dream other than the fact that I need to explore screenwriting, maybe. Or maybe I'm just a plain old drama queen. So that's my dream. I have a side job writing and directing for a lot of order, but for every reason, I'm not at the credits yet. Damn it. Maybe I will. So she loves crime, true crime. Loves SVU. Who doesn't? Uh, but didn't we talk about recently too, where it's like when you fall asleep, you have these memories, whatever you just watch or partook in. Yeah. So maybe she just, watches. Yeah. She, she works hard all day, and she watches two episodes of a violent. Uh, yeah, you're shelter. putting yourself in there yeah. okay. without you're, thinking you're, about it. Hold you're up. that she, deep in violence. She's a legit writer on Law and Order. No, but that was her joke at the end, where she's kind of like, maybe I should be a, a writer. Based oh, on her, her shit. I yeah, thought okay. I was like, okay, well, I can tell you why you're having this dream. Yeah. Paul? Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I feel like it's one of those things, like if you're truly into those kind of shows and stuff, then yeah, you're kind of putting yourself in in that state of mind, like thinking that you're in it, right? Like that would be my guess. Like I think dreams it, are definitely you know? coerced sometimes, like by whatever yeah. you're watching or whatever. Um, uh-huh. John? Yeah, I. Uh, it's interesting. I, I think it's kind of cool. Maybe... If she the, the thing with the, the streets though too, where it's like she's in her head, she's making up these street names. Did actually have that street name appear in real life? Uh, is that foreshadowing or premonition? Like, what is that? It premonition, could be. Right? Uh, did she? She said she drove to Boston. Uh, from she drove by New York. Is, is her name got, from PA is, to Boston? Is her name Aaron? Is this your girlfriend? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, just checking. Um. Yeah, she can't drive yet. She's not old enough. Oh, my! <laughs> waiting for the joke. I, knew, I, I was like, was here comes a joke. Where is it? My mom was driving me to Boston. Uh, anyway, I, so I think that, yeah, I think that, I think that dreams are, <laughs> I think that dreams are coerced by whatever you're you know, like. I used to have stress dreams and kind of still a little bit do. I know that all the Michael Myers masks behind me, but like, don't, don't get it wrong. I'm still mortified of Michael Myers as a character. I actually remember, I don't, I got to watch out here. I don't know how much I can talk about this. I was on the set of the new Halloween kills, which comes out in, uh, this October. And oh, I'm, I'm friends with the, I'm friends with James Jew Courtney, who played Michael Myers in Halloween 2018 and is playing him in this, in Halloween kills. And he's in the, he's in the garb the whole time. He's got, he's in the, the coveralls. He's got blood on him and all this stuff. And I remember being on the set and I can't say where I was on the set because it would give something away. But I remember being there and I Hooters. remember, yeah, we were at, there's a scene in Hooters, uh, in the new one, yeah. actually, he <laughs> He's murders just sitting there he, eating some wings. He actually murders uh, a 30 basket of <laughs> oh, wings. There's, yeah. There's orange sauce all over his mask. It's actually not, it's actually not blood. It's actually not blood. It's just wing sauce all over. <laughs> he it. just put, he just pulls it up. He's eating wings and they're like, sir, we need you to wear a mask, please. <laughs> It's the COVID edition of Halloween. He's like, I can't talk. I'm eating wings. I don't want to get it on my face. Like, I need you to wear a mask. He's like, 
Sir, you need to put on your mask, please. This is a mask. I'm wearing a mask. You don't recognize William Shatner? Um, so, you know, speaking of, I'm, again, I'm friends with the guy who's playing him. I've been on set for two days at this point. There's one point where he, uh, Chris Nelson, another friend of mine, who we, who we will indeed have on this podcast, um, brilliant uh, makeup and special Prop effects. Guy, right? Yeah, brilliant yep. make, makeup special effects guy. He puts the mask on him. And I remember, G- I remember James turning towards me. You're instantly like, nope. <laughs> I dude, I just got chills talking about it. <laughs> the scariest moment of my life that wasn't an emergency. You know what I mean? Like oh, it was that's like terrifying. I just remember like it, dude. It, felt it, was, so real? it was me. It was me. Well, I can't say where I was. I mean, it was it was real. So it was real. Like, oh my but God, like, this is a thing. When, once the movie comes out, I'll tell you like where we were standing, uh, in on the set. But he turns around and I'm like, I am seven years old. That's fucking Michael Myers. And I'm going to die. Like it was I'm like about to get murdered. Dude. <laughs> murder. It was murder. murder. It's murder. <laughs> Shout out to Ja Rule. Um uh, Can we figure out uh, Can we get Ja Rule on here? Uh, yeah, he's with yeah, Fire let's talk about Fire Fest. Um, yeah. <laughs> can we the thing I love about uh, I want to go back to nonfiction or uh, fictional serial killers. Jason always had the mother issue, uh, right? Jason Voorhees. Happy Mother's but Day. Myers, Happy Mother's Day to Miss Voorhees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your son is a phenomenal killer. You did a great job. Uh, but Michael Byers, Laurie Stroud. Stroud. Why really did you family. say everything wrong? Documentary. I'm trying, I'm trying, I think, uh, he I'm trying you, I'm trying I think he does it on purpose. I'm trying to get you. I think he does it on purpose, dude. Wait, go, uh, so anyway, they're in Michael Hayden Field. Uh, Michael Beers and Laurie Strode. Like, dickhead. Do, what, we don't know about Michael Byers' mother, do we, though? Like, what's the dynamic there? Like, how was this operating uh, if outside? You watch, what the if you watch the the terrible Rob Zombie movies, you learn a lot about his mom. Um, but I don't think those are canon, though, right? No, they're not. But I I think that you don't really learn anything about his mom, which is okay. Like, here's the thing. I love, you know, we've, we've played a thousand shows with Rob Zombie. I love Rob as a person. I love Rob as a director. I love Rob as a writer. Super creative. When it's his own movies. I think that, mm-hmm. yes. I don't, I don't think he really wanted to do Halloween and I don't think he should have. Um, I, and maybe that's me talking about this. Cause I take that movie very, very personal, obviously. Um, but I, here's the thing about my, <laughs> Here's the thing about my serial killers. And I think that John feels this way too. Cause John, I know John and I have talked about it. I don't need the backstory, man. I become less afraid when I know the backstory. All I need to know is this guy has a mask on. That's this pale blank face and he's killing people. And that's so scary because I don't need Lori to be a sister. You know, I kind of well, like, I kind of cool. like what they did with 2018 where they just erased yeah, everything. So I love that they made him super lightweight when he got uh, anyway. Uh, but the like the thing about Michael Myers, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing supernatural about him, right? Like I, I think that's kind of why I like him because everyone else, you know, there's a supernatural thing. That's we've what I'm talking about. Space already. Michael Myers yet to leave the gun on the moon to kill astronauts. We talked about this before. Like Freddie can only get you in your dreams. Jason, you know, lives in a lake. It's like. Michael, that's why Michael Myers was always scary to me. It was the realness of this is the kid next door. What do you think his workout routine are? Or like oh, okay. Michael Myers, do you think he's doing CrossFit or like what's he doing? Here's the thing. No one ever talks about this. All body weight. These serial killers are never 
working Cal- out or eating calisthenics healthy. for sure. They're never working out or eating healthy. It's kind of it's not realistic. You don't know what they're eating. What if he's well, on a plant based diet? I would. Dude, what if Mike is a vegan? James Jew Courtney, if I don't see him eating spicy Thai noodles or a Chick Fil A sandwich, it's not going to be. I need to see these guys eat. They're, he, Michael Byers burns so many calories. He doesn't eat. He does not Doing eat. What? Get, doesn't even Walking? drink water. Hey John, do you have any more dreams? <laughs> no, that's it. Oh my god! Yeah, like no one talks about that. I'm just perplexed by it. I don't really have any. I don't really have any. I guess I already griped about some stuff. Um, I'll, I'll some of my gripes will come when the news comes, but I'll say this: I do have a gripe actually. You better watch out. You better be nice, or you might find yourself in Zach's gripes. My son's favorite thing, especially Avery, and now Ollie will start doing it, is you know I don't I wear like this is the only time I wear sleeves is when I do this podcast when I'm at home. I always wear just shorts and sleeveless shirts all the time. My sons love like mess around with my nipples dude let me tell you something about me i hate they call them bipples they go oh dad has bipples and they'll just like go like this this is not just my sense this john, is, john's just writing down notes this is, like, uh, this is this is this is a dream john can you analyze this for me uh <laughs> uh you went from your son's Washing your body to play with your nipples. I, no, I mean, stop. You can say stop. what you want. You can stop. say what you want about me, but I do stop not have children it. to play with my nipples. No, they don't play with them. They just they do it because they know <laughs> they know it annoys me. And then I've realized I hate like I know that oh, there's like so they're like now. I hate hate having my nipples touched. Hate it with a turkey baster, dude. Like I'm sure, like I know that there's some people like in the bedroom that like like dudes that are like they like like dude don't that is the worst to me. I don't want anything or anyone. I don't even want my shirt touching my nipples. I I don't hate like it. people that pierce their nipples either. Like that's gotta hurt, right? Like Eric. Eric had his done at one point. Nipples? Not anymore. I don't think. Yeah, I've never seen them. I just think that would hurt, right? Or it has to hurt. Like a, imagine getting stuck in like a shirt running by someone or. Dude, and you're just standing oh, at attention the entire. Even if you take them out after that, you're standing at attention the entire time. Anyway, oh, dude, it's the Himalayas. Anyway, yeah. dude, I hate having my nipples touched. I hate it like little, so much. It is the worst, dude. The worst. Like little bacon bits, just <laughs> little bacon bits, bacon bit bacon nipples, bits nipples, bacon bit nipples. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, episode thirteen, bacon bit nipples. All right, Paul, what do you got? Read the news. <laughs> Paul reads the news. Paul reads the news. Yeah. Do anything. <laughs> do please here? do anything. <laughs> Normal. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Chinese launched a rocket. Did you guys hear about this? Vaguely. Launched a rocket, went into orbit, and they were just like, hey, uh, it didn't successfully go off, so it's flying around in orbit. It's going to land in the next couple of days. Hell yeah. Beware. We don't know where it's going to land. <laughs> Look out. Hey, just uh, if you see something coming down, run. Like, uh, but it landed in the Indian Ocean. Unfortunately, it did not. Uh, I know it did not take out that lady who was smoking around her kids it while pregnant. In, unfortunately, not. <laughs> Damn it! It lands in Memphis. No one notices. <laughs> <laughs> lands in the backyard of Graceland. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's Dude. Funny. But doesn't that scare you though? Like anyone can start launching shit into space, and if it lands, I mean, hey, no we didn't really have a, hey, guys, we really didn't have a plan for this. So wherever this lands, look out. 
Um, we've discovered Zach's never done any of the dating apps. John, did you ever do any of the the grinder or anything like that? Uh, plenty of fish. <laughs> plenty of fish. Okay, I, w- I wasn't sure if it was plenty of fish. John, did you do grinder? Um, Bill Gates divorce. Did you guys see this? Tinder yeah, warns yeah, catfishers also- will bust your ass. <laughs> Well, they're going to like Affleck, or it's a couple others. Actually, you're on some big sites and people. Dude, thought celeb- they were, how right. bad is it to where celebrities are getting on dating apps? Like, like he Affleck, matched with a girl. Yes. Okay. So the Ben Affleck thing matched with a girl on a dating app where you have to like be invited and like Stop. certified. Yeah. yeah. So hold on. He matched with a girl. Yes. And the girl denied him. They, she said no. And he's like, what the fuck? So and he, he posted me- a video, right? He messaged or he like face or on her Instagram. He like sent her a video and was like, Hey, I don't know why you swipe left. Like, it's really me. Like I wanted to genuinely <laughs> okay, get cocky. Ben Affleck's on a fucking date. Yeah. What if she's like, dude, I don't want to date Ben Affleck. Like, how do you like them? Yeah. I thought you were bad David. Like, stop. <laughs> I love that. Like, I love that. Like you got rejected on a dating app. So you send a girl an Instagram message from your actual verified Instagram and be like, yo, what's up with yeah. this? And she's hey, like, it's really she's like, she's like, oh, sorry, bro. I like Christian Bale better as Batman. Get out of here, nerd. What's weird is that he actually, he actually matched with Danny Trejo. Oh my Dude, God. So what do you, so date. my question is, is like, how do you, how do you verify that it's actually, you know, Bill Gates on a Tinder app? Uh, Hey, just send me a million. Let me verify that it's really no you. No pre-dup. No pre-dup. Who cares? I brought that up to my wife. I go, I go, I go, I go, yeah, you get divorced and no prenup. She goes, so? She's like, even if he loses half, who cares? Who cares? Like, who but cares? Isn't that, cra- isn't that Dude, fucking crazy? Melinda though? Gates had the dope. He was allowed to see his ex. Yeah. What'd you say? He was allowed to see his ex <laughs> once a weekend every year or once a, once a year, some weekend, his ex-girlfriend before Melinda, where she's the Melinda signed off on it, where they can go on a weekend getaway at some beach resort. Shut up. Like all this stuff started to come out where it's For like, what? I swear to God, I swear to God. For the sex. Yes. What else are In they the doing? the wedding. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think they do long walks on the beach. Collecting fucking Here's the thing. Sand dollars. Melinda Gates, <laughs> Melinda Gates to get, when all this came out to get away from press, Melinda Gates uh, rented an island. To not be surrounded by, I'm like, of course she did. Why wouldn't she? That's the most baller shit. What do you think the currency exchange is for sand dollars? Well, here's the thing. Sand I think they dollars. divorced. It called me a conspiracy theorist, but after they microchipped all the vaccines, I think they're. Finally oh my god! Going. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Damn! I love it. I read that this weekend. I was like, the, the people are nuts. Hey, we have Whatever. to pause. We have to pause for like two seconds. I have to go to the bathroom. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so anyway, Paul, what, what else are we talking about? Uh, we we got over the Bill Gates uh, on Tinder, John on Grinder. Oh, uh, doggy oh, coin oh. value tanks. Dogecoin. Elon Musk. Did, yeah, Dogecoin, doggy coin. Uh, it tanked after Elon Musk was on SNL. All right, I, wanted I sold to- by right, like nine o'clock Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to shoot on this anyway. Um, all like there's all this like stuff about like the, all these nerds coming out against like Elon Musk hosting SNL. Shut up, please shut up. Uh, thank you. This guy, listen, you're a, bunch of, you're a bunch of clowns. You don't want this guy on there. You're a clown. This guy, listen, 
he, a, he, his, his monologue, he says he had asked, he has Asperger's. He yeah. came out and said all this stuff. And Yo, it's like, people are like, I, good on him. I saw that. And it was like, I saw, I looked on the news this morning. It was like, uh, it's like Elon Musk admits uh, during SNL monologue, he has Asperger's. And I was like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Duh. Like, what, <laughs> like oh, what a shocker. Welcome, yeah. Welcome to the show, idiots. Like, yeah. No, literally, crap. dude, I watched the first interview I ever watched of him. It was like 10 years ago. I was like, oh, he's got Asperger's 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, why? How do you, how do you, uh, first off, most people, especially like geniuses like that, it got to be something there. You know, it's got to be something that keep this hyper focusedness, you know, that, that creates who you are, you know, and like, but mm-hmm. just hearing him talk, like he's very uncomfortable speaking in public, I feel like. So the fact, I thought it was cool that he did SNL because, like, you know, the guy, listen, the guy yes. can't cut a wrestling promo. Highest you know ratings I mean? in years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Of course, dude. Like everybody, years. everybody wants mm-hmm. to see that guy, man. The dude is one of the smartest people out right now, and 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 also just a good per. You know, like I remember, I think we met. I don't know, I, dude. We've done so many of these now that I forget if we've ever talked about this stuff before. But like, you know, wants to make the world a better place as far as like electric vehicles goes, and basically was like, you know, when people are like, oh, this isn't fair. You know, you're you're this guy. Like, he released everything to the public. Here's every blueprint. You he, go make he, it. Yeah, he wants to do everything right for this world. Like he wants to get off of this fucking planet. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> get us onto another planet. He so wants, what does that tell you? He wants to do what's right for the world, and he can't publicly <laughs> say what it. what all three of us say, which is we need population control and natural selection to take effect. Uh, he's not allowed to say that because he has a business to run. Um, but he's thinking it. But he's thinking like it. So he just goes, I already ordered it. I ordered it, dude. I ordered it in Europe. I stayed up till when we were on the European tour. Oh, I stayed, that's right. That's I stayed right. up till six o'clock in the morning to watch the press conference, European time. And as soon, I dude, I was refreshing <laughs> the Tesla page over and over and over. I didn't even know what it looked like yet. Just refreshing. As soon as it came You're out, like, I'm buying. <laughs> I pre-ordered. I ordered the triple motor. Pre-ordered it. Ready to go. So excited. And I, I hope they come out with You're that. Damn, so many people with that, dude. I, I, it's so. I mean, they're gonna listen. It's not gonna be. The production model will not be what you saw. It'll definitely have to be a little smaller. I think that was too big to like fit in like a commercial parking spot or in a garage or anything. So, or even in a lane. Right. Um, or, I'm but if you're traveling through the future like a Mexican Terminator, uh, it's gonna work. Paul can come drive my Tesla truck. Um, yeah, I already ordered it. I'm excited. Yeah, I just, oh, I, I just all the nerds, man, that came out were like, like, why do you care if this guy's hosting SNL? You fucking nerds. Because everybody wants to have their own say. They want to have an opinion about. Shut everything, up, dude. Nobody care cares about. about dude, nobody. I agree. Me, I'm just saying. Here, let me give you some. Here, I'll give you some life advice right now. Uh oh. No one gives a fuck about your opinion. Or mine. You're, enti- you're entitled to your wrong ass opinion. Or mine, just not your dude. Wrong-ass or facts. Paul's. Or John's. No one cares about your opinion, dude. If you have an opinion of something, especially when it's negative, no one cares, dude. No one cares. No one we cares. We are about- the experts of our own opinion. We are. Oh, no one cares. It's joke. your opinion. Keep it to you know, like you don't have to keep it to yourself, but don't get mad when people don't respond to it. If that's your opinion, that's your opinion. But no Correct. one cares. Like, dude, no one cares about my opinion. Like they're not on here for our opinions. They're on here to hear like us talk about things that we enjoy and what we like and what we don't like, but it's not literally the opinion based side of it. I don't think I feel like people are here because it's funny and we make light of things. There was a guy last, there's a guy last week that got all pissed off about the peanut thing. That I, I peanuts on a plane, bro. Joe. I saw that. I, I, like, what I happened? Um, a, a, a dad in the comments who rightfully so has a kid who's allergic to has an, has a food allergy. And was, I go, listen, man, I go, some of this shit's for the ha ha's dude. 
This isn't like, we're not like trying to like, like right. I'm not we're being not serious. I don't, I, bro, right. I actually, if you actually think that I want Samuel L. Jackson to walk around on a plane, getting all like, come on, man. <laughs> US fuck? I actually do though. I actually do. Come Can on. Can you imagine if Samuel L. Jackson was your, you know, air marshal? Oh my God. He's, he's so got, like, the red. He's got the red Great. pistachio lip mustache. Oh my God. Awesome. Do you have any more uh, news, Paul? No, I don't. That, those were the three topics. So, I uh, John, you've seen it. Paul, you've seen it. Oh my I've God. I've seen it. We got a response, John. Well, fuck you, MJ hit you up. Dude. If people don't know what MJ we're talking about, John, who is he? Marty fucking Janetti. Johnny G up in the house. This is MJ up in the house. Marty Janetti. That one rocker. The only rocker. The real rocker. But I heard you throwing me some challenges. Man, I ain't been this happy in a long time. Because you know you're still a rookie. And, and nothing wrong with being a rookie means you're going to get your ass beat a few times. And MJ in the house will do that to make you better. Because you got to know I'm coming after you and I'm going to be on you like white on rice, like spots on dice, like cold on ice. And when we all said and done, you're going to hug me and say, thank you for teaching me I was out of line. <laughs> But anyway, brother, I wish you the best. Um, uh, let me think, man. If you're going to rock and roll, strut and stroll, you're going to have to do things once in a while you're not comfortable with doing. Some of them are going to look ugly. <laughs> anyway, brother, wish you the best, man. MJ up in the house, out. MFJ, baby. Uh, MFJ. I love how he recorded the the uh, insult track to me sitting in a, uh, a beanbag chair. <laughs> With, with Falcon with, shit with a bunk bed behind him, <laughs> so that that was intimidating. All I right. think we get to, so whoever got Marty to talk shit about me probably interrupted him playing Pogs or trading his 1998 <laughs> Fleer Ultra Major League Baseball cards, or his and drugs. I will, <laughs> and I will say this: as soon as I got that, and I love Marty, like growing up, top five wrestler, I just love it. But it got me thinking. Dude, those guys' <laughs> promos in the '90s and '80s are how good was he in that dude, one minute? It was great, it was that great. rolling the dice and kicking ass. I'm just like, dude, I'd let you try get at me. I'd let you tear me up a little bit, dude. When he said, and I sent it, I sent it to Kent too. White and, on rice, like cold on ice. I was like, dude, Damn! when he goes, when like we were talking about that, we we're like, so when he goes, I'm gonna be on you like white on rice, like spots on dice, like cold on. Ice. I was like, dude, I I sent it to Kent. I go, dude, I go, the promo never leaves. Like you, once you're good at doing promos, dude. Once you're good at doing promos, you're great at it, dude. When he said blood. how great, you first don't off, realize how good those guys are. Like to, you look at wrestlers today, promos and the pro, like even the the jobbers or the, the second level dudes back in the day, dude. Their mic skills are untouchable, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like they are so good at it, and to to hear them and like that, you know, you look at that guy and you read about all his woes in the press and all that. I love like, that. Oh, guy. this guy's love lost him. a step. He hasn't. No, He's dude. clearly not no, like man. his brain is there, man. Like when he, dude, that promo was so good. Anyway, uh, if you're wondering, I'm the one who got it for you. And this is Big what shocker I, there. This is what I sent him. I said, I said, John G has always wanted to be a wrestler. The problem <laughs> is he always has wanted to wrestle you and he thinks he can beat you. So please talk as much trash as possible. He's from Boston and looks like a French boxer with a weird mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. It was flawed. Dude, it like, was I was so like, oh, good, dude. Like so he's good. a guy on this show. I'd love to pick his brain about that because I don't think those guys get enough 
like I, I think here's the thing: the whole thing with wrestling. I, I wish there was a union or something because people like that, or you hear all these stories of guys where I mean, Steve Mongo right now is dealing with ALS and all. I mean, obviously he's got the NFL kind of help him and stuff, but there's no unions or like uh, organizations to really help these guys with the drug addictions and. Like, I love when Vince McMahon actually helped uh, some of these guys, like Ultimate Warrior, Bury the Hatchet, and start doing this stuff for mental health or drug use and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of it, – it's kind of like you grow up watching this guy run down the ring, and now he's just like – I just wish there was more that w- was established for that. Now he's sleeping on bunk beds. Now man. he lives in a bunk bed, and Eclair is a big fan of anything Georgia. Falcons, anything Bulldogs. Georgia. Yeah, it, it was weird. He's living in Montana. Does he live in Montana? I think he's out there, dude. Yeah, I, I figured that was just a joke that you were just trying to make. No, I think he's out there. Like, he's hiding from something. So you've had Jim Cornette, Zach. You've had Marty Janetti. Like, I'm curious. We never played the Jim Cornette one on here. Maybe we should. Oh, we need to. That's pretty that good. Was a, it was a good one, man. That was a, That's what I'm saying. Those guys are so in tune, though. They're dude, good. To come up with, with to, on the fly. You don't pre-write They're it. dumb shit. Right, right. Dude. Well, because when, nowadays, like, everything in wrestling is already written by somebody else who, hey, we have to tell this story. You're going to say these. So you're going to say these things. You're so then, right, man. There were no writers back it then. Was like, it was like, hey, go out there, cut a promo. What do you want me to say? So I don't know. Fucking say something. Call this dude a dickhead. Yeah. Okay. And you make it sound cool, and, and it was so the, much better back then. And like, you did the greatest, and then Ric Flair comes up with one of the greatest promos of all time. You which know? one? Just all of them? Because right. every one of them has been dude, incredible. That's so, what I'm saying. Ric Flair, let's, let's just agree right now. Ric Flair greatest is the greatest. On the mic. Ric Flair is the greatest on the mic to ever be. 100%. Maybe followed secondly by, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Haven's top notch, though. Dwayne Johnson, too, man. The Rock is like yeah, yeah. that Stone guy. Cold. Stone Cold was great, but uh, Stone Cold never really did a lot of promos. It was more just like, oh, it just came character. out and flipped everybody yeah, off, he just drank flipped some everybody beer. Off. What else did you need? And dude, the gobbly gook. And, and, uh, and uh, Hulk Hogan, too, man. Hulk Hogan was amazing at promos. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well. That's true. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, I mean, expect like Razor Ramon, he's one of my, this might be crazy, he's one of my top five favorite wrestlers. Like Scott Hall is one of my top five. For him to have that, you know, uh, what was he like? Cuban, like just a towel, like, yeah, yeah. What was he? Just like, a dude who gets just, bo- just a dude who gets machismo, bottle service, like, just a dude yeah. who gets bottle service at a club in Miami. Cuban 100%. links right. with just like dude. it was so badass to just have that gimmick. He's like, whatever character needed has to have toothpicks all the time. <laughs> yeah, mouth. just in his ear, in his mouth, and fucking throw it. <laughs> dude, oh god, so good, man. He was well, one of the best uh, too. Paul, who's your favorite uh, with your Mexican heritage? But who's your favorite luchador? Eddie, Rey Mysterio, like who you going I mean, with? Ed, Eddie, Eddie. I mean, Eddie was lucha. You know, when he was fighting over, Uvitude. he was Eddie was fight when he was over in New Japan. He was fighting lucha, luchador. Luchador. Yeah. Um, so with a mask, I'm sorry, but I would say Eddie Guerrero is one of the ultimate, in my opinion, one of the all time best Mexican wrestlers. Like Eddie Guerrero is one there. of the best wrestlers. Period. Yes. Like Period. he's up there. So like as far yeah. as like true wrestling, like, and listen, yeah, whatever. Obviously what he did was terrible and his career's tainted and he, you know, but he had CTE and when mm-hmm. do you, when do you still, you're talking about Benoit. You're yeah, talking about Benoit. Dude, Chris Benoit, one of the best wrestlers mm-hmm. of all, like wrestlers, real wrestlers, guys who wrestle. Same with Kurt Angle. Amazing. Amazing. My top five wrestlers, you, you would, you would guess not personalities, them, but- not personalities. No, no, not Give personalities. wrestlers. Eddie Guerrero, yeah. Mm-hmm. Razor Ramon, great. Okay. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Henning, Mister Perfect, Mister oh, Perfect, dude, top yeah. notch. Always great. Uh, Undertaker and Stone Cold. Those are my top five. Oh, these workers, can't, man, can't never wrong, hurt. Dude. 
can't go wrong with those, you know? Like, yeah. So, and if you Owen Hart to- was great too. Oh, Owen Hart was amazing too, man. Again, again, just pure wrestler. Like true yeah, pure athletic, dude, pure talent. To me, mm-hmm. man, anybody trained by the Hart family came out great. Jericho, all you know, like all these people oh, who yeah. trained with the Hart family, man. Like they were just all they learned the fundamentals. I had a moment the other day where I was, I like got tripped out cause I like saw a picture of the heart foundation and I was like, yo, Bret Hart's the only one still alive. Does that blow your mind? Like uh, Davy boy Smith, Pillman's you know, gone. Uh, Anvil, Nightheart, yep. Owen's gone. Like Brett's the only one left. Was the bulldog. Was he? That's, that's Davy boy. Smith. Yeah. That's Davy boy Smith. Right. He died too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Bret Hart's the only He's one left. wrestling, though, right now. He's doing really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Well, crazy. we already asked John to get Bret Hart on the podcast. But John subsidized, uh, subsidized Bret Hart into his own podcast. I see. Rightfully see how so. this goes. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> Look at him. Well, if Bret wants to talk uh, about serial killers in the 80s. Uh, and, what, and what cooking utensils to use in the bedroom, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that when we have guests, we just don't, we don't bring those things up. We don't bring that. We just, we just talk about this kind of stuff. Like what we just spent the last five minutes talking about. What are you showing up your ass from the kitchen? Anything like. (laughs) Speaking of that, my son wants muscles for dinner again. Bougie ass fucking kids. man. He asked for it. Hey, where'd you post a picture of your son drinking that iced coffee? That looks really good. That milky cow thing. Milkshake. Oh, I got him it today. It's a, it's a, it's all it is is a vanilla bean frap. It looks really mm. good, man. Yeah, it's vanilla bean frap. I got them. So what I do because there's two of them, I uh, I just order a venti vanilla bean frap and I get them to put it in a two ha- two tall cup so that way no, none of the kids get gypped on the old whipped cream. Mm. You know, what I'm we, saying? Know, we know that's what everybody wants is the whipped cream. I hate I like whipped that. cream, dude. I hate it. I don't mind whipped. Like on milkshakes, I crap. never get whipped cream on milkshakes. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree because they throw the cherry on top. Yeah, and I don't want that. Through. Yeah, no, it yeah. takes up too much room. I want more I milkshake in my sugar. milkshake. All right, we're okay. Next week we have to bring up Paul going to prison because we still haven't talked about this. Okay, uh, that was that was in my notes. I don't know if we have enough time for this episode. Next week, all right, we'll leave it on the cliffhanger. We'll start, next week we'll start with we'll start next week with why Paul almost went to prison and why he was in jail. Well, we should literally start the episode after he's told half the story and just jump into it. Where it's just like, what the fuck? So I was being detained in the uh, parking lot. No, absolutely. So it's, <laughs> I can officially say, okay, so to give you a preface of uh, this is what I'll leave with. I can officially talk about it now because any chance of me getting sued for the incident has now been past the oh, so this uh, is assault. seven year period. This is assault. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I knew anytime you're about to get sued, I know Paul didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't commit defamation on somebody. So I knew this was assault. No, no. Yeah. So it's definitely assault. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you have dreams, if you have life advice, yes, uh, email stuff, us dude. at SUP life advice at gmail.com. Paul SUP life advice at gmail.com. John, what's the email? S-U-P, life advice at gmail.com. Thank you again. As always, subscribe to the YouTube. Hit that, hit that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Also, we have, uh, we have, there's some merch items up still. We have Pogs. Uh, the link for the merch store will be on the YouTube and will also should be in the Instagram page. Am I right, gentlemen? Correct. See. More merch coming soon. 
Um, and you know what? You let us know if we should do a Patreon because we've been talking about it forever. I think we should still. Um, it just helps us fund it, so we're not paying for it out of pockets. Uh, we don't. You know what? I think I think we like kind of like remaining ad free at this point. Um, so help us out if you would like, and uh, or, or we'll just keep paying for it out of our pockets, which we enjoy doing it. <laughs> you enjoy listening to it. Um, thanks again, and uh, once again, subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, uh, follow us on Instagram. Do all those things. Once again, shout out to producer Jr. Moore. Hey, and, uh, Moore, hell of a lover, hell of a band. <coughs> uh, great amazing. Cock. Great <laughs> cock. I want to say maybe the best oh. cock that came out of the 90s. In that like bare naked lady, Jim Blossom era, JR has the best cock, I think. You're saying of the hot AC pop rock bands. The hot AC 90s cracked rear view. J- uh, You're saying JR Moore from Ingram Hill had the best. best okay, that's fair enough. Best, best hog? Best hog. Best, oh, top top, top hog. The Kurt Angle. He has the, the Mr. Perfect of hogs. Just a worker. Just well, this a is work- a great episode, everybody. Thank you very much. So, no one, comment, no one commented on my uh, my late 80s, early 90s surf style hoodie that I had on all day, dude. I see how y'all are. Y'all, y'all, did, y'all didn't grow up. Jared's going to, got, a, Jared's got a great hog, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> see you later. Clearly, you guys didn't grow up great going cock. to Destin, Florida. All right, later, nerds. Great hog. Murder. Murder.